This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Just go to AdamandEve.com and type in Glory. That's G-L-O-R-Y at checkout, and you'll get 50% off almost any item and free shipping. Hi, Tom and Cecil. This is Ariel. And I just started listening to the podcast about six months ago, and I'm currently in the 300. And you guys kind of got into a little bit of a tip about um, Danishes versus donuts. I wanted to let you know that over in Burr Ridge, there is actually a little bakery called Kirsten's Danish Bakery. And she has both Danishes and donuts and many other things, and they're all delicious. So should the two of you ever be over in that part of town, rest assured, there is a place that serves both of your pastries of choice. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey, in addition to being a bigoted piece of shit, Josh Bernstein is subliterate. He wants fewer fucking voters, not less. Glory hole. Hey, Cecil, Tom, this is Justin. I just want to say, you guys need to get on board with this Mark Taylor shit. I mean, it all started a long time ago, back in the 70s, with the Pointer Sisters and Sesame Street. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Glory hole. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 466, and Cecil... I almost didn't get here. I was nearly obstructed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. That's not a crime. <laughs> you are going to be just fine. Whoever obstructed you, doesn't matter. The thing is that I can't be prosecuted for obstruction if I'm real important. <laughs> it's is that all, how it works? What it is, is it's only a crime uh, for, like, people that matter less. Like, if you're, if you're, like... Like, we're at a place where our politicians are too big to fail. Right? <laughs> Literally. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. almost too big to stand yeah, up no. under their own power. He's like the uh, city bank of presidents, you know? <laughs> Just so annoying. Good. Bloated. Yeah. Like, like, seriously. Useless. When you look at Huge him, it's interest like, rate. <laughs> when you look at him, it's like, how do we get Howard Taft the sequel? Like, uh, I know, what, <laughs> right? Like, some guy's like five bills. Right. Yeah. yeah just what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you're going to get like, like stuck in a cloth of bathtub too? Ridiculous. <laughs> they got a lower man with like a set of pulleys like Midgley Jr. into his oh. bed every night. Oh, <laughs> he gets all caught up. <laughs> he gets all that caught thing. up. Hey, that's a reference open. to Citation yeah. Needed, guys. You should be listening to that show yeah. if you're not already. Yeah. Um, have you seen the uh, Trump with Kids? Like if you Google oh, one of the one of my if you just Google Trump with children, you see these images of him trying to like politician around kids, right? Okay. 
And he just looks, just, they look horrible. The kids look horrified. Their body language is like, oh, God. And he looks like, he's like stiff. And he looks like, like, like the kids are made out of actual shit. Like they're made out of actual turds. He looks disgusted to be kids in the presence. mostly. I mean, I'm not pro kids. Yeah. I like, I'm not even pro my kids. Yeah. But then like, it's so Neither funny. anybody else. I, 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 they've met my kids. But then like, if you look at like Obama and kids, Oh, he's like, he's like, he's like everybody's uncle. He's like crouching down uh, at their level uh -huh. and he's got big grins and the kids look super comfortable and happy. And then like, that's because he took care of his kids. Right. Because he actually had to interact with his children. Exactly. And Baron Trump was like raised on a farm somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's just eating fucking rabbits. His name's Baron. <laughs> I know. Um, his name's Baron. <laughs> Like, there's no his, way that that guy, that that kid did not have, like, a gold-plated fucking crib and right. a gold-plated first toilet and a gold-plated gold plated gold pull the thing and it makes the quacky, quacky song. <laughs> like, there's no way he didn't have that. And so he, like, the only people he's ever had to interact with are people he could fire. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, baby's first servant. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, yeah. he bit the help with his first tooth. It's adorable. It drew blood. <laughs> anyway, you're fired for bleeding on my baby. Yeah. Do you think his middle name is Vaughn? Because like, so. if you name your kid yeah, Baron, absolutely. don't you have you to have be to like Vaughn, Baron Vaughn? Vaughn. Absolutely. You have to yeah. do that, right? Yeah. Or it's just a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. hundred percent. So speaking of missed opportunities. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Mueller report's the out. Mueller report's out. Uh, you know what it blew me away first by the Mueller report, honestly? Sure. And I know this is ridiculous, okay. but like, it's 448 pages. It came out today. By early, late morning, early afternoon, you could read detailed analysis of a nearly 450-page document. You ever see that movie? Um, might even be called The Post. I don't know. It's got Meryl Streep in it and Tom Hanks, and it's about the New York Post when they got the Vietnam papers or whatever. I forget what they're called. I think they might be, just be called the Vietnam, Vietnam papers. papers. I don't know. I don't know. But there was somebody who leaked this study that was done by the government. Somebody leaked this study to, um, to a bunch of reporters and they were, it was sent to a whole bunch of different people and somebody from the post had gotten okay. a whole box of it. And so there's, this is old timey times. Right. This isn't OCR searchable, right? Mm, right? So it's a lot easier nowadays with, you know, a couple of people search terming shit, right? right. So you cause you could find every every single instance of obstruction, every single instance of oh, exoneration. Yeah, right. You could find any single instance of whatever, whatever uh term you want. But this is back in the olden times right. when we had actual paper made from trees. They would take these uh these uh, this big box of, of papers and then they just spread it out over the floor and there's like seven people and they're all just reading and taking notes as best as they can and they're like, I need page 441. I like, I, I need this and they're like passing it back and forth and like, so back then, to beat deadlines, these guys, like there's a there's a perfect example in a movie where yeah. they basically beat deadlines just by sheer manpower. They just sheer manpowered that shit. It's so you Yeah, you guarantee that everybody at every single major news outlet today was their face was in the Mueller report all yeah. day. Their, it's yeah. genuinely impressive to, yeah. to be able to get something this big released yeah. and have an in-depth analysis before Have a synopsis. Time. Have a synopsis in an hour. Well, no, to be fair, like Barr could do that. That's true. Actually, he wrote he did a it synopsis already. in about he did it already. Yeah, 20 minutes. He did it already. And you didn't take long to read it either. It was very <laughs> short. He he did a good Cliff Notes version, I think. He may have missed a few things. I think so. 
He missed a lot of things. You know what I want to say before we even get started, because we have a story here that you're going to introduce, but I want to talk really quickly about what's in and what's not in the report. And I want to say, just to start out to everybody, if you were on the side of Trump and you weren't paying attention up until now Mm -hmm. of all the things that happened, then this is no big deal. Because there's no big, there's nothing really made, there's a few things in it that make it so it's obvious that things that people have said up until now are true. Right. But until then, we were it was all just speculation on whether or not that was true. But now we know, we can see it in the report that that's a true thing. But it doesn't change your mind, right? And if you were one of these people who were waiting for the big pop from right. Mueller to save the country from this tyrant, you're not gonna, this is not, a, the report's not gonna give you what you want either, right? Um. What the report is doing is it's just clarifying for everyone all the little pieces that we knew were true but didn't have, you know, any evidence, any real evidence for. We had a lot of circumstantial evidence for, but they investigated them and came to the conclusion that these things are things that happened. Right. And so that's a real important distinction to have. It's important to have that evidence. It's important to have uh, someone's trained eye that follows it all the time, all the way through, follows all these strands as best they can. Um, so that's really important to have. But this is not one of these things that you 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 just turn on the TV and you read and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally changed my mind. Because right. it didn't change. It's not going to change anybody's mind. I want to ask you about that. Like, this, in your opinion, does nothing, right? It, it, it The net effect of this is nothing or is it less than nothing? Could this even backfire? I, I don't know. It depends. The, the thing is now we're in a spin zone now, right? Yeah. We're in a spin zone. We're not in a reality zone because if you were in a reality zone, what you would have done from the very beginning is you would have saw, oh my God, that guy got arrested for obstruction, for, for lying to the FBI. Oh my God, that guy did this. That guy did this. And you start looking at all those indictments. The problem was, is that every single indictment that came out while this report was coming out, there was no big... And now I play my full house at the end. Right, yeah. There was, it was a game of go fish. It yeah. was not a game of poker, right? It was a game of, it was, I, I need one of these, I got one of these. Yeah. I need one of these, I got one of these. I need one of these, I got one of these. And then they, and now they're done and there's no big Uno moment. Yeah. It's just, I'm done and the game is over and there's nothing really major that's going to happen except for we're just going to release our findings. But if you're paying attention since the beginning, if you're paying attention to every single indictment, if you're paying attention to every single person that was brought in and then indicted for multiple, some of them multiple crimes, mm-hmm. some of them spending many years in prison now, um, they were huge bombshells when they happened. But what we did was we were waiting for the biggest bombshell. And we we downplayed this because we were waiting and almost so positive that this was going to turn into something bigger that we allowed... Uh, the side that's defending itself from these things that are clearly crimes that have been prosecuted from, we allowed them to control the narrative. And they controlled that narrative since the beginning. And they've downplayed every single one of these. And it's never really been a sticking point. It should have happened on the very first one. We should have been like, oh my God, we got to impeach. Oh, there's not enough of us. Well, as soon as we get the moment, we're going to do it. Because that's one too many prosecution, that's one too many crimes in this president's inner circle. That's one too many crimes for us. That's it. We're out. I don't even care really what happens. We'll add that on later. We'll add it all on later, but I don't care what happens. Well, what's kind of amazing too is like in many other political scandals, something does not have to be illegal to be scandalous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unethical. Things can be unethical and can be perfectly legal. Something can be against the country's best interests, for example, and not rise to the level of illegality. Illegal is not 
in my mind, is not an important bar, right? It's not the most important sure. bar. Like, whether something is right or wrong, whether something is in our natural national interest or not, doesn't necessarily correlate to its legality. And, like, when you look at, like, oh, I, we hired this guy to act in our best interests, did he do that? Yeah. And, and when we know that they didn't do that, that's the scandal. Sure. That, that in and of itself is what is scandalous. Yeah. And we're in a place where it's like, well, you know, and we're going to go through all this. It's egregious, but it's not illegal. Right. Well, right. okay. Maybe I, I mean, am I the only one? Am I alone in being like, I'm not sure that I ever cared that it was illegal. What I cared was that like, you've got somebody who's subverting our national interests in favor of gaining power personally, and they're willing to conspire with a foreign power right. to do that. Right. Whether they broke the law or didn't break the law matters very little to me. Sure. I'm, I'm less secure. Yeah. Like, my president isn't working for me. Right. I don't understand how that's not the big scandal. Right. I don't understand. I don't even understand the world we live in. It was the, it was the, it was the big scandal the whole time. It's been the scandal. The moment all these people, these pieces started falling, you know, like, like this report is a bombshell. It's just, it just, it fired its salvo early. Right. And the bombs already hit. That's the thing is people don't get it. They think, oh, well, it's a bombshell. It's got to have something happen at the end. No, what it has is a fucking bunch of wreckage now. Yeah, right. It wrecked some shit early on when it dropped all the people that were very close to him talking about things that were highly unethical. So unethical that they decided to lie about it to Congress, to lie about it to the FBI. They decided to lie because they knew it was horribly unethical. They knew that the optics on this was terrible for them. So they decided to lie about it. And if that's the case, you know it's unethical. I mean, like, yeah, shit that's, uh, it doesn't have to be illegal to be unethical. I mean, right. fucking multi-level marketing is legal. <laughs> it's still unethical, right. right? It's still shitty. So- I just, I'm 100% with you. It is absolutely abhorrent that we have a president who who took part in all this and now we have absolute, you know, there's there's proof of him doing all this stuff, proof of the people who were working for him doing horrible shit. I mean, colluding, and we're going to get to this in a minute, but colluding in a way that is that is absolutely what everybody in the world would consider collusion. It just turns out that that's not a thing that we prosecute for. Yeah. And so that's the real key is that, you know, we didn't have a crime. There was nothing that was ever really going to happen with it. There was never going to be a crime for it. Um, it was always just going to be an optics thing. I'm amazed that our bar for whether something is scandalous for our president now is, did he commit a crime? Did he really actually is, commit is there, a crime? Is there a felony yep. involved? Yep. Like, yep. not... Not like, oh, are his are his actions in our yeah. national best interest? Yeah. Did he like, use a selfie stick? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did he wear a tan suit? Did he wear a tan suit? Did he? Yeah. You know, and and let's not let's not you know pretend that that's the only thing that Obama did wrong. Right. Did he keep Guantanamo open? Did he fucking drone strike a wedding? You right. know what I mean? Like, right. like you know, even those things seem they seem so precious. Yeah. Just Don't adorable. They seem, yeah. They seem like you want to give them a hug. Hi, hi. Like you want to be like, oh, you can make it on your own. Yeah. Scandal when we bombed a drone, when we droned a wedding. Second veto of President Trump's administration this week to veto 
the uh, Congress's the uh, Yemen thing. Yeah, they, yeah. they said we're not supporting Saudi Arabia's war in Yemen anymore. Yeah, he and he's it. like, that's my second veto. Yep, I want to make sure I'm in bed with the Saudis, yep. no of matter course. what. Of course, he wants to be in bed with the richest people on earth. He wants right. to be in bed with the rich oh. people in in no, why would Russia, that be? rich people in right. in Saudi Arabia. You know, the rich people have been fucking us forever, right? Yeah. Let's not let's not pretend that they haven't. But been. they're supposed to pay us one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. They're supposed your tweet. They're supposed to hold our hair once in a while. <laughs> they're supposed to tell us we're pretty. <laughs> no, but really, they've been fucking us forever. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I heard Bernie Sanders, um, who was on fire at this town hall. Oh, yeah, he was, was on fire. And we might talk about it on our live stream tonight, um, Bernie Sanders, because mm -hmm. it's a yeah. worth, it's a right. good, really good story. And we might not get to it because this is so, this Mueller report came later today. We just, there's no room for anything right. else, really. But, uh, but you know, Bernie Sanders, he made, a, he made a statement that I just never really thought of. He said, you know, like the healthcare industry is a trillion dollar industry. And you're like, the healthcare industry, if the healthcare industry is a trillion dollar industry, it's going to be slow going to get single payer. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like it's slow uh -huh. going because there's so many forces fighting against you to stop that from happening. Now, yeah, some of those things will easily transfer into now I'm getting governing, government money, right? right? So some of them will transfer, but some others won't. And so guess what? The rich people are going to fuck us again. And they're going to fuck us every time until we get somebody in there who's going to change things, right? Who's going to make a change. And this guy was never that. He was never that. All he wanted to do was make money after it's over. He looked at all these senators who after they're done, they go over and they're like, yeah, I'd love to work for Arthur Dandler's Midland right, yeah, or whatever. Right. I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know. What, <laughs> but you know, like one of the, I want right. to work for, for what was it? Halibut? Halliburton? Halliburton yeah, I want right. to work for, I want to be as a, a, a you know, not a CEO, what do you call it? A, a, consultant. a consultant. I'd like to be a consultant. I'd like to be on the board yeah. of some big, crazy co corporation. And I want to make a shit ton of money and not do a lot. Right. And that's what happens to these to congressmen be fair, all the time. I want that. I do too. To be fair, like that is my dream too. job. George Soros, I'll be on your board. I'll climb on your board, George Soros. <laughs> my all dream aboard, job George. is don't do a lot of work. Here's a shit ton yeah. of money. <laughs> I don't Admittedly, care. Admittedly, I don't think anybody in the United States would turn that down. I just, I just want you to recognize people in the United States that there's only a few people in the world that get those jobs <laughs> and they keep getting them. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So this story that we're going to go over is from the Atlantic. Um, came out at 1230 today. We're recording this on Thursday. 14 must read moments from the Mueller report. Um, again, blown away that this kind of analysis is, is available. This kind of excerpting is available. Uh, just yeah, hours, so yeah, hours. with hours. Yeah. So the first one, the special counsel's office explains why it didn't bring criminal charges related to collusion, and details how some of the individuals it investigated or interviewed lied or de deleted communications. And this is a direct quote from the uh, Mueller report. While the investigation identified numerous links between individuals with ties to the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign, the evidence was not sufficient to support criminal charges. Among other things, the evidence was not sufficient to charge any campaign official as an unregistered agent of the Russian government or other Russian principal. And our evidence about the June 9th, 2016 meeting at Trump Tower between Trump campaign officials and a Russian lawyer and WikiLeaks releases of hacked materials was not sufficient to charge a criminal campaign finance. Violence. Very important distinction, right? Yeah. You know, because I mean, you, you look at all those things, the timing of it, everything's so circumstantially perfect, but there's nothing in here that's criminal. Yeah. They're, they're not saying it's, these things didn't happen. They're saying yeah. they happen. They happen. Yeah. They're just not, they're just not against the law. Right. 
Further, the evidence was not sufficient to charge that any member of the Trump campaign conspired, and this is important, with representatives of the Russian government to interfere in the 2016 election. It doesn't mean they didn't. Right. It just says there's not evidence sufficient to charge that they did right. that, right? The investigation established that several individuals affiliated with the Trump campaign lied to the office and to Congress about their interactions with Russian-affiliated individuals and related matters. Those lies materially impaired the investigation of Russia election interference. Oh, that's weird. That sounds like obstruction to me. I don't know, but I, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know, Tom. The office charged some of those lies as violations of the federal false statement statute. So those are the guys that did get indicted, right? right? Yeah, those are the guys so, who got fucked. Yeah, and it goes on to say, the office learned that some of the individuals we interviewed or whose conduct we investigated, including some associated with the Trump campaign, deleted relevant communications or communicated during the relevant periods using applications to feature encryption or that do not provide for long-term retention of data or communications records. So like, they were Snapchatting their. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, didn't they? Didn't Kushner? Wasn't Kushner somebody doing some Snapchat something? Was he really? I, I swear kidding. to you. I what swear to you. What filter do you put on that? One? I don't know. You put in. Uh, you put on a uh, like a the tongue sticking out. If it's, <laughs> it's like if it's the it's Mueller just report, like Putin with yeah. like the dog ears the, and the mouth sticking. Like rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> everything. Everything you do has a big middle finger to the United States people. Right? That's for sure. In such cases, the office was not able to corroborate witness statements through comparison to contemporaneous communications or fully question witnesses about statements that appeared inconsistent with other known facts. So they're saying it's like, yeah, in some cases, like we just got stymied because people lied to us effectively. That's what that right. means. Yeah. Is like yeah. they hid their trail and we know they hid their trail and their stories don't match. But I've got no paper. Yeah, trail there's nothing. There's nothing that says it. there. Nobody signed a, like a certification that said I really, 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 right. really, really want to do this. <laughs> everything's not okay. Yeah. Right. Like I read this and I'm just like everything's not okay. This is not. This is not a series of actions undertaken by people like. Well, I don't think I did anything wrong. Right. Absolutely. But I hide everything I yeah. do. Like, what do you lie about? You lie when you think you're like, yep. oh, I done did wrong. You up. I you did the up. big wrongs, yeah. right? Or you did you did something that you know is going to be shitty optics for your party and you're right. never going to get reelected because of it. Right. But like even that bar, so high to lie to the FBI in an investigation of this import. You wouldn't, you almost you almost think that it's it's silly for to right. do that just for bad optics. Because like party has to know, like, it might not come out. Right. It might not be public. I right. tell the FBI, it doesn't mean the FBI right. makes it public. Right. Mueller kept everything close to his vest. Like Absolutely. As close as Absolutely. possible. Absolutely. And he's a Republican. Yeah. Mueller, by the way, was a Republican. He's a lifelong Republican. Yeah. Like, I love that it's getting spun by Trump as like, ah, the Democrats did it. Like, yeah. Mueller's a lifelong Republican. It's crazy. Yeah. He's on your side. Yeah. He still found this yeah. shit. All right, number two. In a section related to episodes involving the president and possible obstruction of justice, Mueller's team explains how it, quote, determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment, end quote. But the special counsel's team also said it was unable to definitively conclude that Trump did not commit obstruction of justice. And here's from the report. Apart from OLC's constitutional view, we recognized that a federal criminal accusation against a sitting president would place burdens on the president's capacity to govern and potentially preempt constitutional processes for addressing presidential misconduct. What the fuck? So you, too big to fail. You can't you can't prosecute him because he's just he has he's too important. Yeah. He's just too important. Yeah. How crazy is that? I don't know that that's what we want to say out loud. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do we want to set a precedent called the president gets to do what he wants and we won't even we won't apply the same prosecutorial standards 
that we would apply in other cases. That's what he's saying. Yeah. We will not apply the same standards because it will get in the way of him doing a job and the job is too important. So he's allowed to break the law and we won't even look that like, really? Yeah. I will say this. Anybody who runs on the platform of I will change this, they got my vote. Yeah. Anybody who runs on the platform of I'm going to start limiting presidential power at the moment I'm in office to try to stop something like this from happening in the future, I'm all in. I'm all in. I don't care who it is. Yeah, the, we've Buttigieg, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. Pick them. I don't care. Pick it. Because I'm on board for that person because goddamn, this is scary as fuck that a president can walk in there and, and be, like you say, too big to fail. Yeah, the job's too yeah. important for you to, to be prosecuted. Really? Jeez. That's that's where we're at right now? Because you know what? It wasn't always too big. Right. It, like, it, certainly wasn't, it certainly wasn't when fucking Clinton was in office. Right. It wasn't when Nixon was in office right. either. It wasn't during the teapot dome scandal. Right. Right. Yeah, right. It, 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 like, there have yeah. been times in our history where it's like, ah, some shit's gone wrong, and we're going to look real hard at it, and we're going to get real worked up about it. Like, it, it, if we're going to say out loud that the president can't be accused of a crime, and he can't be prosecuted for a crime. But also, the only thing that matters is whether he committed a crime. So, yeah. so what we're saying is, like, if it doesn't rise to the level of a criminal prosecution, it doesn't matter. The, the, the lack of ethical uh, action is not our worry. Our worry is whether something was illegal. And then, out of the same, in the same breath, we're going to say, and also, the president can't do anything illegal because he's president. Then we're at a place in history where I can't see a way out of that. Yeah. And we, we've talked about like executive power creep a lot. Like executive power creep's a real thing. It's been happening for, I mean, what, three, four administrations now where more and more of the uh, overall power yeah. seems to consolidate at the top. Absolutely. So that combined with a, a president who's basically saying like, look, I can just do what I want because my job is so important. Yeah. It doesn't matter and you can't prosecute me and ethics aren't a thing anymore. I mean, that's a that's an emperor. That yeah, so, that's, yeah, a, that's a dictator. Emperor. It's a dictator. It's somebody yeah. who's it's somebody who's above the law. Yeah. And and you know, I was at these marches. <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of chanting of no one is above the law. No one is above the law. There's a lot of chanting of that. But this report basically said, yeah, there is. Yeah, this yeah, is, there is. And I know that Barr drafted that opinion for the Department of Justice uh, or prior to his appointment as Attorney General, but he drafted an opinion that basically said like a sitting president cannot be prosecuted. That's that's now yeah. the Department of Justice's official yeah. fucking position. Right, right. It's like, one, two, three, not it. Yeah, exactly. This next part is absolutely exactly what I thought about the entire collusion thing the whole time. All right. Number three, on the question of whether the Trump Tower meeting uh, among Donald Trump Jr., well, Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, and a Russian lawyer amounted to collusion, the Mueller team writes, quote, on the facts here, the government would unlikely be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the June 9th meeting participants had general knowledge that their conduct was unlawful. I don't know how that's fucking relevant. I can't, I, you know, that there's that adage, yeah. like ignorance of the law is no excuse. Right. I, I thought that was true. I thought it was true too. But evidently, if you don't tell me, or if I don't know it's illegal, I could just drive around with like 50 kilos of cocaine in my car because I didn't know. Whoopsie. What about if when somebody's telling you, you put your fingers in your yeah. ears and you go, la, 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 la then, <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. The fuck is going yeah. on here? If you're on base the whole time, <laughs> then you're allowed. I, I, it, it, I we're just, basically saying like, these guys were too stupid 
Well, and they didn't know their job well enough. They I, didn't research. I don't believe it. But also that's Why bullshit. lie about it? Because you know what would happen? If, if I leave the state and I'm going to another state and my state has a 70 mile an hour speed limit and I'm not paying attention to the signs, I'm driving down the road in another state and I'm and it's 55 miles an hour is the speed limit on this. And I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. I'm going 70. You think that police officer is going to be like, oh, you're from another state? Okay, well, you didn't know. No. No, or, of course not. Or I'm going yeah. to pay that ticket just like everybody else is going to yeah. pay that ticket. Because you don't have to drive that car, right? right. It'd be like if be like if you if you took your concealed carry, which doesn't translate into another state, doesn't in all of them. In right? all of them, yeah. Into a state that it doesn't translate into. It'd be like, well, I don't have a right anymore to do yeah. that. These guys don't have the right to act in a job capacity they don't understand. Right. And then be like, well, the excuse of why I why I did it is I didn't understand that I wasn't allowed to do it. What the fuck is going on here? I gotta say, too, that the tweeting out of that stuff, like the actual proof of it, I don't know if you remember, but there was this big thing where Don Jr. actually tweeted out the, like, the oh, email yeah. of the thing. Yeah. That's a masterstroke. It's a masterstroke because it showed he was a doofus. Yeah. Right? He's a doofus, and so they're just like, oh, well, he's just such a doof. It doesn't matter. So is he too dumb to fail? He's too dumb to fail. Oh, yeah. Too, too big, big to fail. Too big to fail and too dumb, too dumb to, fail. to fail. Yeah. This, pretty this is soon, the presidential family? Yeah, well, pretty soon it's going to be the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> like, you got one without a brain, one without a heart, oh one without God. a... Penis? One, <laughs> well, it's in there. It's just... It's just... It's just in there. It's just in there. It's, it's like, just in there. You got to lift things up and move things around and... I don't know. You're swimming all the time. There's a... Full <laughs> <laughs> swimming in your own lard. He's never swam. <laughs> okay, bobbed like a flesh cork. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I just hope his heart is too big and fails. That's do you think? Like, do you think that if Trump got in a like a pool of water, <laughs> oh, like it'd be like grease, like on the, the top oil of slick of orange, right? It would. It would look like that deep horizon <laughs> oil slick it or would whatever. Look like, it would look like you just ate some sort of like Cheeto flavored cereal. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's, it's like all a, around the outside of the bowl. Like and, if God had Cheeto yeah. hands and like washed them. In a pool. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that's a horrifying image. Oh, yeah. And now it's in all your heads. <laughs> don't be eating while you listen to it. Alexa, order Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to continue to read the, the excerpt. Um, that investigation has not developed evidence that the participants in the meeting were familiar with the foreign contribution ban or the application of federal law to the relevant factual context. While the government has evidence of later efforts to prevent disclosure of the nature of the June 9th meetings that could circumstantially provide support for showing a for a showing of scienter, I don't know what that is, that concealment occurred more than a year later, involved individuals who did not attend the June 9th meeting and may reflect an intention to avoid political consequences rather than any prior knowledge of illegality. Again, that's the same thing, but instead it's saying- It's your optics yeah. comment. Yeah, but instead it's now it's just, oh, well, it may, you know, it's 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 reflecting an intention to avoid political consequences. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's, that's shitty. It's uh, just shitty, man. Well, it's like, I broke the law so I wouldn't look like an asshole is my excuse. Did you ever think growing up, and I, I we, we, Russia was demonized my whole life. Yeah. Not in my wildest dreams did I think that we would have a situation where people were avoiding political consequences in the sense that they were trying to hide the fact that they were colluding with a foreign power to gain control in the United States. And that is just a, well, they would just, it's just political consequences. It's nothing else. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll tell you what, 
people who are listening, this has to be political consequences. There has to be political consequences to this. Now, there may be some consequences in the sense that they may, they may impeach Trump for being unethical, but not impeach him for any kind of crimes. And that may be, but there has to be some sort of uh, there has to be some sort of justice for this. And the justice is every single person that ever stood up for Trump needs to get out of office because they they were basically protecting an individual who was willing to, to work with a foreign power even if they were ignorant of it. I think that there are people on the right who admire this as a Machiavellian do-whatever-it-takes-to-win sort of yeah. a, 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 yeah. a I don't disagree. gambit. Yeah. And it's like, is this... Politics can't be that. I know that it is that, but it has to change away from that. It has to. If if we don't change away from playing politics as a game, we solve nothing ever. Right. Right. Let's be very, very clear. When, when it's a game that you just want to win for your team and your side and you do all that, and it doesn't matter what the rules are, and it doesn't matter if you're ethical when you when when you play by the rules, it doesn't matter if you even change the rules as you go, we'll solve nothing ever on either side. Right. Because all that will happen is you'll have a short-term gain, the other side will wipe out. You'll have a short-term gain, the other side will wipe out. Gain. It, it, the, we will spin our wheels until we are pointless. Yeah. We are already declining across the world stage. We are declining. We will continue to decline in power, in influence, in in, in every In all the matters, ways that matter. Right. We will matter less if we don't fix this. And that means your life will get worse. My life will get worse. Like there's advantages to yeah. living in a in a first world country that's a major superpower economically yeah. and otherwise. If we lose that, everybody's life gets worse. It just gets worse. You're absolutely there, right. There's no winning. You yep. can't win long term with this strategy. Right. You're absolutely right. Number four, the Mueller team details Trump's reaction when he found out that a special counsel had amazing. been appointed. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me do this one. The president slumped back in his chair and said, Oh my God, this is terrible. It's the end of my presidency. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Fucking, the thing is, is that, you know, you had a great point earlier about why he might have said this and not have really thought he was guilty yeah. of something. So it's very likely to me that, that this could come from one of two spots, right? The one is like, uh-oh, I'm going to get caught. And the other is, oh shit, I'm going to get mired in an investigation that's going to drag on and be distracting. Sure. Yeah, it's something I hadn't considered. And like, I'm just like, my presidency is going to be defined by this yeah. scandal sure. rather than the things I want to accomplish. And that's true. Yeah. Like, that's just true. Like, as yeah. soon as you appoint a special counsel. So yeah, he is fucked. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. No he matter was, how you spin this, he he's right. He's absolutely fucked. Yeah. This is less damning, yeah. I think, than, than the rest of the facts of the report. Yeah, right, right. So, and then the other part was when he he talked to Jeff Sessions. Oh. Says uh, he says, "How could you let this happen, Jeff?" And then he, <laughs> I guess he said that uh, Sessions had let him down. Sessions recalled that the president had said to him, "You were supposed to protect me," or words to that effect. So, and that and that to me again is you know even though it's not obstruction, right? It's someone who wanted to obstruct, right? Again, like like wanting to kill my wife is a crime, right? Going through to try to, to, to try to make that happen is a crime, yes, right? right? If yeah. I go, like I go and get into a sting operation and say, I want somebody to murder my wife. Yes, right, yeah. And I say, Conspiring I'm willing to pay to you this yeah. money. Yes. And they're an FBI agent. And they, they say, yeah, I'm willing to do it. And they take my money. And then they don't kill her. 
That's still a crime, right? right? <laughs> it's still a crime. It's just because people here didn't want to protect him by breaking the law and doing stuff, right? He yeah. wanted people to break the law. He wanted people to not recuse yeah. himself. He wanted to, to do all these things. These were things he wanted to do and tried to facilitate, and it was not a crime. And I don't understand that yeah. because it's a crime for a lot of other things that, you know, in the scheme of things, I love my wife dearly. In the scheme of things, that's less important right. than the entire country going down the crapper, right. right? I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah, it's, he seems to, it. I get a sense from reading all the things I've read, I get a sense that the that there's almost like a, well, he doesn't know how it works. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's a sense that like, that he doesn't know that the attorney general is appointed by him, but is not his, not his actual yeah, attorney. Sure. Right? Yeah. Now, like, Although and at this one, point, one might be. Yeah. One, uh, I, <laughs> the case could be made. This one is kind of, Like the attorney general doesn't work for him as a person. Sure. He thinks he does because he yeah. doesn't know. I get a sense that Trump operates in a way where he thinks that all the people he appoints work for him as a person. They work for Trump. Sure. Yeah. Not like a for business. an administration, yeah. not for the country, not for an arm or branch of the government, sure. which is what they do. They, they yeah. work to facilitate or form a role. He seems to behave like, you'll work for me. Yeah. You wouldn't be out here if it wasn't for me. That's exactly right. It. Yeah. That's it's yeah, it's Pesci. And, and I'm casino. It's like the like, are you which are you? Yeah. Are you stupid? Or are you malicious? Yeah. And we're at a place where it's like, ah, column A, column B. Yeah. It, you know, I, I but he gets, out of, he gets out of trouble because he's stupid. Well, and and the people who work for him are people who are either sycophants who will do whatever he says, right? And, you know, Barr is a perfect example of a sycophant right. who's trying to help him with this. I mean, because clearly Barr gets out, Barr gets out there today. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to read the report in yeah. 20 minutes. He runs and, a press conference. And he runs like, a, first off, running the press conference. Holy fuck. Are uh -huh. you kidding me? I know. Who are you to run a press conference? Release the report. Call that shit a day. You don't get to, you don't get to frame it for us anymore, dude. You already used your black pen to frame it. Now you get to sit down and shut the fuck up and let other people read it. That's what happens. Instead, he gets out in front of it so he can get fucking a million right-wing talking points yep. that out on the fucking right-wing media immediately. The other thing is, is that you got the sick fans on one side, then you got the incompetence on the other side, and then you also have people who just won't fucking do what he said, yeah. right? Well, and if, if you- That's amazing. That's another thing, right? So like you got the incompetence and he's clearly had his share of incompetence in the office. So they just wouldn't know how to fix the problem even if they, ha even if they right. saw the problem, they saw the fucking thing broken, they wouldn't know what to do with it, right? right? So they're the incompetence. They don't really matter in this. Their intent matters, I think, but they're, that, that's as far as it goes. But the other people, when he goes to them and says, do this thing, I want you to fire so-and-so, I want you to do this, I want you to do that, and they say, yeah, 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 or they wave him off or they don't and they do it, don't and do they it. don't do it. That's like going to the FBI and saying, I want my wife killed, and then them not doing it, right? right? How is that any different? And I'm willing, to, I'm willing to hear the argument, how that's so fucking different. But it's not different, man. This is important shit. At the very least, even if it's legally different, it's not ethically different. Yeah, right? So like, it, like when we're evaluating whether we want somebody to be our leader, whether we're comfortable with his fitness as fucking president, 
whether he's worth defending, whether he's somebody that should be kicked the fuck out. Like, look at what he wanted to do. Right. Not what he, like, what did he want? What the, If the only reason he couldn't do it is because his own people were like, and we'll get to this, were like, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. I would rather shit. quit yeah, I'd rather, my yeah, job I'd rather walk than out. do that. Yeah. Like, pause and consider that. Legal or illegal, accomplished or not accomplished, the intention of this man matters. And you know why it matters when we're judging somebody? Because it matters when they're campaigning. Yeah, it would when matter. Absolutely. campaigning, what yeah. you're doing is saying, this is what I intend. This is what yep. I intend. Yep. Not what I've done because you haven't done anything yet. Sure. So all you're doing is going That's out and saying, point. this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Great point. And we judge them yep. based on what their intentions yep. are. So if, if that matters, then it matters now. Yeah. This is number five. Trump tried to persuade former Attorney General Jeff Sessions to, and I love this, unrecuse himself, <laughs> unrecuse himself from the special counsel's investigation. Can I ask a question? Yeah. If you yeah. flip through the Kama Sutra, can you find an unrecuse yourself position? <laughs> <laughs> it's like where you're holding her legs and she's doing a handstand right? on your junk or something. That's <laughs> called the unrecused. <laughs> Please, it's a finger stand at best. <laughs> it ain't no pommel horse, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I love I love that like he's like, okay, Jeff, can't you just go take these backsies on conflict of interest? Yeah. Is there anybody? Oh uh, no. no. What? Yeah. How what yeah. the fucking what? Like, what would the how, how would that even work? work? What would he say? Like, well, I thought it was, but then the president said uh, it wasn't. Yeah. Turns out what the fuck? If we both sit in the room and say one, two, three, not it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Unrecuse himself. President Trump reacted negatively to the special negatively. counsel's appointment. Really? He told advisors that it was the end of his presidency, sought to have Attorney General Jeff Sessions unrecuse himself from the Russia investigation and have the special counsel removed and engage in efforts to curtail the special counsel's investigation. That sounds like obstruction. And because sure it, it says engage in efforts to curtail the investigation. All right. And prevent the disclosure of evidence to it, including through private and public contacts with potential well, witnesses. These are direct I, quotes. I, this I, is a, this is Mueller type this or his intern type this, right? I literally don't know how that's not obstructing the pursuit of justice. Like, what the fuck? And let's be clear. The question about obstruction was only set up by, uh, and it wasn't even, was it really even addressed by Barr or did Barr say that there wasn't enough evidence yeah. for it? What Barr said is, was, is, is that the, Mueller was not able to make a determination either way. Not yeah. enough evidence. So Yeah, and so this will be something that maybe Congress can take up, right? Because we clearly have his report saying, guys, I have evidence that he tried to obstruct justice. It's right in here. Yeah. But I don't think that... I, so, you know, the collusion, we, we it, it's hard not to marry the two, but, you know, the collusion is a thing that's not happening. It's right. not happening, right? There's not enough evidence for it. But the obstruction of justice might happen if there's enough political will and enough, uh, enough, uh, a high enough court can do this. You but know? like, even if, even if it never becomes a criminal charge, it doesn't sound like it ever will become a criminal charge. This should be damning to his ability right. to be I reelected. Agree. Hard agree. I can't understand a world where it's like, this should be the, this should, he should be yeah. a lame duck go forward. Yep. Yep. At the, 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 at best the very least, at yeah. the very right. least, what should right. happen is, that should be an impeachment and a removal from office. That's right. what really should happen. But if that doesn't occur, yeah. if that doesn't occur, then it's like, all right, fine. Well, you just don't, you can't have anything you want. You don't matter. Yeah. 
we're going to let Congress be we're gonna the let other people do, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So number six, in June of 2017, Trump told then-White House counsel Don McGahn to direct the acting attorney general to remove Mueller as special counsel. Again, this has got to be obstruction, right? And I love this because McGahn was like, fuck that. I'm going to quit my job instead because I've been asked to do, quote, crazy, crazy shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so to read from the, again, from the Mueller report, McGahn did not carry out the direction. However, deciding that he would resign rather than trigger what he regarded as a potential Saturday night massacre. That's a reference to yeah. Watergate, by the yeah. way. That evening, McGahn called both... Uh, not Priebus. what Trump does on Saturday night to a cake. <laughs> okay, that's not... <laughs> All right, so he called both uh, uh, Rance Priebus and Steve Bannon and told him that he intended to resign. McGahn recalled that after speaking with his attorney and given the nature of the president's request, he decided not to share details of the, pre of the president's request with other White House staff. Priebus recalled that McGahn said that the president had asked him to, quote, do crazy shit. <laughs> Which he normally has to pay $130,000 yeah, yeah, in order to do, to do a little, get a little right. crazy. But he thought McGahn did not tell him the specifics of the president's request because McGahn was trying to protect Priebus from what he didn't need to know. Priebus and Bannon both urged McGahn not to quit, and McGahn ultimately returned to work that Monday and remained in his position. He had not told the president directly that he planned to resign, and when they saw each other next, the president did not ask McGahn whether he'd followed through with calling Rod Rosenstein. I love that, like, the only reason this didn't happen is because the guy he told to do was like, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not killing your wife. Hell you, man. It's the same thing, yeah. man. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. The only reason it didn't happen is because he couldn't convince his subordinate to do it. Unreal. <laughs> Number seven. A few months before this episode, Trump called McCann into his office and said he wished Roy Cohn, a longtime associate of his, were his lawyer. On March 3rd, 2017, the day after Sessions' recusal, McGahn was called into the Oval Office. Other advisors were there, including Priebus and Bannon. The president opened the conversation by saying, quote, I don't have a lawyer. The president expressed anger at McGahn about the recusal and brought up Roy Cohn, stating that he wished Cohn was his attorney. The president wanted McGahn to talk to Sessions about the recusal, but McGahn told the president that the Department of Justice ethics officials had weighed in on Sessions' decision to recuse. The president then brought up former attorney generals Robert Kennedy and Eric Holder and said they had protected their presidents. Jesus Christ. Bannon recalled that the president was as mad as Bannon had ever seen him and that he screamed at McGahn about how weak Sessions was. Do you remember when there was conversations about we don't want a woman president, yeah. said the misogynists? Yeah. Because they because, too, fly off the handle too yeah. much. Yeah. And we have a fucking temper tantrum in chief. Sure. We have a guy who just flips his shit whenever he wants. Yeah. We have a toddler. Yeah. We have a grown person child. throwing a child. temper tantrums. It's a child. It's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He's a, he's a fat, spoiled, shitty little kid who no one has ever looked in his face and said no. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. He's a spoiled, shitty kid. But we don't want a woman, yeah. right? No, that, that's no. what the misogynists were yeah. saying. Like, oh, I don't want a woman because women are too emotional. We have, we have like the red anger guy from the Pixar Inside Out. Like, just walking yeah. around, just fuming all the time, sure. blowing his fucking top. Sure. I love that that joke did not land for you because you probably didn't I see Inside Out. I don't know but what you're talking about. if you have kids, you know what I'm you talking probably about. probably know. It's probably hilarious. I'm sure it's a very great, funny Pixar joke. It's a Pixar. Yeah. It's <laughs> Let's move on. It's a very funny joke. You see, he's the embodiment of a... I, I don't know what you're you. talking about. All right. Number eight. Mueller's team details how Trump answered written questions on, quote, certain Russian-related topics, quote, 
But did what, not what are, like fucking like nesting dolls? Like what the <laughs> fuck? What Russian related topics? Like how Russian hooker pee tastes? <laughs> weirdly like vodka. Yeah. Not weirdly. <laughs> it's colored like borscht too, which is really weird. Oh. Weird. Chunky. Mm, uh, smells like asparagus. Yeah. But did not agree to provide written answers on questions about obstruction of justice or events during his presidential transition. The team explains why it chose not to subpoena him. So he's saying like, they didn't answer certain questions. And they're like, well, we got to get the answers. The only way to get those answers is to subpoena the president. So right. here's why they weren't able to do that. Ultimately, while we believe that we had the authority and the legal justification to issue a grand jury subpoena to obtain the president's testimony, we chose not to do so. We made that decision in view of the substantial delay that such an investigative step would likely produce at a late stage in our investigation. It would take too long. Because the yep. president would fight it. Yep. And he's the president. Yep. And he'll just drag that shit out. Yep. And until, it'll never end. It'll right. never end. We also assess that based on the significant body of evidence we had already obtained of the president's actions and his public and private statements describing or explaining those actions, we had sufficient evidence to understand the relevant events and to make certain assessments without his testimony. So basically we're like, we don't need him to talk about it. His actions and other things speak loud enough. We don't need to ask him directly. Um, number nine, after press reports in March of 2017 suggested Trump was under FBI investigation, the president was, quote, beside himself, according to notes from the White House Counsel's Office. The report says, the president called McGahn repeatedly that day and asked him to intervene with the Department of Justice. And according to the notes, the president was, quote, getting hotter and hotter, Get rid. I don't know what that means. What is getting hotter and hotter? Get rid. I don't. I don't get that. Officials in the White get House. Get rid. Get rid. <laughs> get rid. Oh, I think maybe those are his notes. Hotter, getting hotter and hotter. Get rid. Like that's what McGann wrote down. Oh, in his okay. Notes, maybe. I see. Officials in the White House Counsel's Office became so concerned that the president would fire James Comey that they began drafting a memorandum that examined whether the president needed cause to terminate the FBI director. So basically, he was fucking fuming, and he's like, I'm going to fire that guy. Yeah, get rid of him, yeah. And then they were like, well, we got to figure out, if he does that, was he allowed to? Yeah. After the fact. A yeah. After the fact. Right. This is a guy, again, nobody's ever said no to. So they always figure out the justification after it's all done, why he did the right thing, so they could pad his ego. It's the right thing when he does it, yep. right? That's, the, that's, that's that the, kind of that's logic. That's the key, yeah. Right. Number 10, senior White House advisor Stephen Miller wrote the letter from Trump in which he fired Comey. The special counsel explains how an early draft of that letter came to be. At a dinner on Friday, May the 5th, attended by the president and various advisors and family members, including Jared Kushner and senior advisor Stephen Miller, the president stated that he wanted to remove Comey and had ideas for a letter that would be used to make the announcement. The president dictated arguments and specific language for the letter and Miller took notes. As reflected in those notes, the president told Miller that the letter should start, quote, while I greatly appreciate you informing me that I am not under investigation concerning what I have often stated as a fabricated story on a Trump-Russia relationship pertaining to the 2016 presidential election, please be informed that I, and I believe the American public, including D's and R's, have lost faith in you as director of the FBI. Not only is this just a terribly yeah. formed sentence. Oh, it's the worst. Following the dinner, Miller prepared a termination letter based on those notes and research that he conducted to support the president's arguments. So he's like, fire that guy that's investigating. Yeah. That's what we do. Fire, fire him. And, and you know, again, 
This is this is clear obstruction of justice. Yeah. Well, fire that, you fire that there's guy. There's no reason to fire that guy. Right. And he even said when he was asked in an interview, it was because of the Russia thing. Well, and that, that's what he says, like right there in the Miller's notes. He's saying, yeah, look, I'm firing you because you're looking into things I don't want you to look right. into. That's I, I, I don't I, know what that that can't not be instruction. What right? could obstruction mean? Yeah, otherwise? what is it? What does it mean other than that? Number 11, summarizing its investigation into whether the Trump campaign colluded with Russia, the special counsel writes. In sum, the investigation established multiple links between Trump campaign officials and individuals tied to the Russian government. Those links included Russian offers of assistance to the campaign. Huh. In some instances, the campaign was receptive to the offer. Huh. While in other instances, the campaign officials shied away. Oh. Ultimately, the investigation did not establish that the campaign coordinated or conspired with the Russian government in its election interference activities. So it sounds a lot like the way I read that is like, yeah, look, it, it, they, I don't understand how those pieces don't contradict each other. Right. Well, and also, you know, again, I think that they, they hedged their bets and said, it's not collusion in the sense that, you know, like they were absolutely installed by a foreign power, but they did receive aid. We know that they received aid. Yeah. We learned that they received yeah. aid. That's not open it's for debate. Not, it's not a debate. There's no right. debate. Right. There's nobody out there saying, at least nobody sensible is out there saying that, no, there was not a single bit of Russia anything. Right. You got to be an idiot to think that. Well, I mean, here, here it is. In some instances, the campaign was receptive to the offer. The offer is of Russian assistance to the campaign. What, like, this is not this is not a a, a presidency-ending scandal. Yeah, that the campaign was like receiving aid from a hostile foreign government in order to be installed. We we should be leery anytime that a hostile foreign power is like that's the guy I want. No, right. that's all. That's always the guy I don't want. Sure, when your enemies. Like your leader, yeah. That leader is not working in your best yeah. interest. No, no shit. I, I don't even know like how much more fucking clear this has to be. I can't. Um, I, what what makes me nuts is that there's a bunch of people in Washington that are perfectly fine with this. I know. I can't imagine these people. You know, they they act real strong, but they just when it comes out and this. I mean, this is in this is in black and white. They are going to read this just like everybody else. I don't know how you can look the American people in the face and say, yeah, he's still my guy. I'm still cool with it, even though he wanted to work with the Russians and they wanted to work with him. And even though they didn't come to a meeting of the minds, they still yes. would have if they could have because yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. How do you stand behind that guy? I don't know how that works. I don't know how... I mean, I don't know how the fuck you vote Republican in the next 10 elections. I don't know how you talk yourself into that if this is what if this is what they're planning on doing. No. Just abandoning all ethics and saying it's cool if a foreign power installs our leader. What do you think if it was ISIS? Right? What 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 about if ISIS was like yeah. working and saying, "You know what? Great we point. really want Trump yeah. to be the president." Why well, yeah. be like, "Well, why does why do the guys we are afraid of, why do they want this guy?" Sure. Well, not because he's strong. Yeah. Not because he's a great leader. Yeah. Number 12, at the time of Comey's firing, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. This is my favorite shit. She's such a clown. Told reporters that FBI agents had told the administration they were unhappy with Comey's leadership. She later told investigators that that wasn't true. Uh, the president's draft termination letter also stated that morale in the FBI was at an all-time low. And Sanders told the press after Comey's termination that the White House had heard from, quote, 
countless, unquote, FBI agents who had lost confidence in Comey, but the evidence does not support those claims. The president told Comey at their January 27th dinner that, quote, the people of the FBI really like him, end quote. The people of the FBI? It's just the fucking Trump. What the fuck are you talking about? The people of the FBI, what? they really like me. Yeah, but the androids at the FBI really don't like you so much. Who cares who likes you? Yeah. <laughs> who cares who likes you? Trump cannot differentiate the idea. Like, he can't, he can't, he can't, like, differentiate whether people like you versus whether or not you're doing a good job. Yeah, no, he doesn't know. He doesn't know you how to do You ever have a yo. boss? That you really like yeah. that does a bad job. Oh, yeah, sure. Like yeah. He's a bad boss. I mean, look at look at Steve uh Steve Carell in the office. Yeah. He's a very likable dude, right? right? Yeah. Likable, he wants everybody to like him, but he's a terrible boss. He's a great example of a yeah. Trump. Yeah. He's right? a Trump. He's a, he's a perfect example. Yeah. I want everyone to love how much sure. they fear me. Yeah. Yeah. Or fear how much they yeah. love me or whatever. And and, and Comey was Toby right. from HR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no evidence suggests that the president heard otherwise before deciding to terminate Comey. And Sanders acknowledged to investigators that her comments were not founded on anything. That's here, the press secretary. We can't trust what these people tell us. Right. And, you know, here's the thing. This is a Republican telling us this. This, yeah. isn't, this isn't some news spin. This right. is in black and white from a Republican FBI agent, right? This is what this is saying. It's saying they are lying to you. It's not that we didn't know through evidence that they've been lying to us the whole time. But really, this is in black and white that you're a fucking liar. You're a liar for something very important, mm -hmm. for something highly important that the reason why he did it. Like, this is this is him obstructing and her covering for him. Yeah. That's all this is. She should be, for that lie, she should be indicted. Or, or at least fired. Right. Like, or at least the people should be up in arms about this. And, and I can hear it already. People are going to be like, ah, you know, the government always lies. Politicians yeah. always lie. Yeah, but when they get caught, it's a big deal. Yeah. When you get, yeah, I, 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 I'm I, not saying that politicians don't lie. But when they get caught, it's a scandal. Yeah. When they get caught, they get fired. Right. When they get caught, there are repercussions. It's not that they, do, it's not that anyone is shocked that they did it. It's that what's blowing my mind is that like, we are excusing it as if it's normal, as if it's okay. Not even just that it's normal, is that the normality of it makes it okay. Yeah. That's like the ubiquity of the sure. corruption somehow alleviates it us doesn't matter. from our ethical burden to act exactly. on that corruption. Exactly, it doesn't matter, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed yeah. by that. Well, that's, that's how low things have gotten. That's how much things have shifted. There's so many scandals you can't even keep up anymore. We're reading a 14-point bulleted list of the <laughs> biggest parts of this. Yeah. There's 400 pages of this, Tom. Right. There's 400 pages, I guarantee. I was scrolling through the New York Times thing today where they were plucking things out of there. My God, it's 20 pages long. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it's it. It's 20 pages long. Like, this is not... This is this is the fucking Reader's Digest version version of the shittiest stuff or the most controversial stuff that's right. in here. But there's plenty of stuff in here. And they're going to be digging over this with a fine-tuned comb forever. And here's the thing. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Unless they act on this now, unless they impeach, unless they start really holding people accountable for what is clearly obstruction— then none of this matters. Then all it is is just bullshit. It's all just fucking game. It's all just a big game. Yep. And there's no, and and right now, somebody pulled back the fucking curtain and we can see behind there, yeah, we know there's never, it's all rigged. It's all rigged and there's nothing we can do about it. We're fucked. 
Number 13. In spring of 2016, George Papadopoulos, which I love that name. Yeah, Papadopoulos. So much fun to say. Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. Isn't, isn't that the stuff you get at? Oh, it's Papadon. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it's different. It's peppery. George Snuffleupagus informed Snuff. fellow Trump campaign members, <laughs> including Miller Manafort, Corey Lewandowski. I like the guys that just have last names than the other guys who have full names. Yeah. Manafort, Corey Lewandowski. Yeah. Sam Clovis about the possibility of arranging a meeting in Moscow. The special counsel writes, on April 27, 2016, <clears throat> Snuffleupagus wrote a second message to Miller <laughs> stating that... <laughs> Quote, Big Bird's waiting for him in Russia. <laughs> He's going to show up any minute. He's just wearing every, a spy hat. And everybody's standing around being like, there's no such thing. But then there's like a car crash and they all turn and snuffle up against walks by. I just saw him. I swear I saw him. <laughs> He's just got like big black sunglasses and a spy hat. And he's just like just sauntering like Amy. Like, oh, don't look at me. Oh. I'm just a furry elephant shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just your friendly uh, neighborhood mammoth uh, walking around. Snuffleupagus guy. All right. Uh, Snuffleupagus wrote a second message to Miller stating that, quote, some interesting messages were coming in from Moscow about a trip when the time is right. The same day, Papadopoulos sent a similar email to campaign manager Corey Lewandowski telling Lewandowski that Papadopoulos had, quote, been receiving a lot of calls over the last month about Putin wanting to host Trump and his team when the time is right, end quote. On May 4th of 2016, he forwarded to Lewandowski an email from Russian national Ivan Timofeev raising the possibility of a meeting in Moscow, asking Lewandowski whether that was, quote, something we want to move forward with. The next day, Papadopoulos forwarded the same Timofeev email to Sam Clovis, adding to the top of the email, Russia update! He included the email in a May 21st, 2016 message to senior campaign official Paul Manafort under the subject line, Request from Russia to meet Mr. Trump. What the fuck? Our enemies want to make him best friends. Yeah, they do. They do. That should make all of us nervous. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Criminality aside. Yeah. Number 14. While Mueller's team did not establish that Trump directed his former attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress, the report details frequent communications between Cohen and Trump's legal team. In February of 2018, after Cohen released a statement to news organizations saying he'd used his own funds to pay $130,000 to the adult film star Stormy Daniels and was never reimbursed by the president, Trump's personal lawyer texted Cohen saying, client says thank you for what you do. And in August of 2017, while Cohen was drafting his testimony to Congress about the Trump Tower Moscow deal, he spoke with Trump's personal lawyers almost daily. Cohen recalled telling the president's personal counsel, who did not have firsthand knowledge of the project, that there was more detail on Trump Tower Moscow that was not in his statement to Congress, including that there were more communications with Russia and more communications with candidate Trump than the statement reflected. He lied. Cohen stated that the president's personal counsel responded that it was not necessary to elaborate or include those details because the project did not progress and that Cohen should keep his statement short and tight and the matter would soon come to an end. Cohen recalled that the president's personal counsel said his client appreciated Cohen, that Cohen should stay on message and not contradict the president, that there was no need to muddy the water, and that it was time to move on. So it's not clear meddling. It's just unethical meddling. It's just, yeah, at, at the very most charitable, 
the, the most charitable way to read this is that our current president was installed or wanted to be installed by a hostile foreign power. That should make us all pause. Yeah. yeah. That should give us all pause. Yeah. Why? And then and then Why? and then another charitable part of it would be that even though he didn't successfully work with another foreign power, he was embarrassed by it and tried to cover it up the entire time by firing major power players in the government. Right. For that purpose to cover this up. And he, throughout, tried to coach his people that were on his side. And he, in many ways, tried to get people that wouldn't listen to him, that wouldn't do these things, to do things that would be blatant obstruction. And they yep. just didn't yep. do it. So by their refusal to do it, not by his choice for them to do it, but by their refusal... He wasn't actually obstructing, but he had every will and intent to obstruct. So that's charitable. That's charitable. That's the nicest way that's to read this. That's the nicest way to read this. That's charitable. You have an unethical person in this seat. Yeah. Like wherever, wherever you land on the Mueller report, it is impossible to look at this and say that is an ethical actor. Right. That is somebody that we can trust. There is transparency in our government. He acts on our best interests rather than his personal interests. You can't make that argument anymore. That argument's gone. Yeah. It's just fucking gone forever. It was a crazy argument to make in the beginning. You had to have your fucking head shoved so far up your own ass that your fucking colon was reading material. Yeah. But you can't make it anymore. Yeah. It's impossible. No. It can't be done. No. I don't know what the spin on this. What is the right wing spin on this? Thing? I think the right wing spin on this is what it's been all along. That this is not, this is a witch hunt and that the people that were, that, that, uh, were prosecuted, were all process crimes. They were all just lying, those types of things. Um, they would never have happened, right? Because of the investigation thing. That's I, hate the, that I know argument. it's a dumb argument. Ugh. It's a dumb argument. We've talked about it yep. many times in the show, but that's their argument. That's their argument. Yeah. yeah. And so they've been talking about this today. They, they, they're basically saying there's nothing here. That's what they're saying. They're saying there's nothing here. Even people like Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, they're saying, no, nothing for the Russia collusion. There's been no prosecutions. One of his tweets today was, there's been no prosecutions for the Russian collusion, even though it's plain as day in this report that he tried to collude with Russia and they tried to collude with him. It just didn't work out. They didn't meet yeah. in the fucking middle. And that's, but, but even though that's yeah. in the report, these people are so, I told you so, that they just want to, they, they just want to say, well, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. And you're like, well, you're an idiot. You're either an idiot, yep. you're either willfully ignorant yep. or you're a fool. I don't know what it is. It's willful ignorance. It, but I think it's I willful. Think it's I think willful. it's prideful yeah. willful ignorance yeah. because they're prideful about being caught up in this. But this is this is this is just as damning as all the little um indictments that have been leaking out since the beginning. It's damning and it's been as damning all, all the way through. Now you just have the evidence. Now you just have somebody who actually looked into this and wrote it down. Right. That's what you have. But this is a it, it's been a bombshell forever, and it's still a bombshell. Think about other most other political scandals that ruin careers don't come close to this level. Nothing, nothing. And criminality or illegality is not the Doesn't bar matter. that we set. Doesn't matter. It's You're not. right. You're absolutely right. So uh, it sounds like yeah. Adam and Eve has changed, and they are not swinging for the fences anymore. They are not. Cecil, they have other offers bigger 
girthier offers. Bigger, wider, wetter. You know, the thing is, is what you want is more, so you can put them in different places. That's what I hear a lot. I want more. You need more. You got to... I can't... And here's the thing. Adam and Eve will plug you up airtight. (laughs) I will tell you that right now. If you... you get First off, you're going to get 50% off almost any item. You're going to get a 10 free gifts from them, a sexy item for him, special gift for her, and a third item you're both going to enjoy, and six spicy movies, just in case you're in an Echo's Town one day and you really, really need to see some porn, they will send you six movies on physical format. You can't lose them. You really, you can't. This, this is the thing. Yeah. This is apocalypse porn. It is. Right? This is exactly what when, it is. When the yeah. shit hits the fan yeah. and you've got like your fucking exercise bike you're using to power your yeah. fucking personal right. grid. Right. You know? Yeah. At least you'll have some spank material. You got it. Like, yeah. You can go out like that guy in Pompeii who jerked it and he's the ash <laughs> of the just, guy who died. <laughs> just the ash of the dude holding his That's own epic cock. as fuck. That dude is, that dude just fucking, he just owned that shit. He's yeah, like, right? fuck you world. <laughs> Jerking it, I'm going out. <laughs> but if you want to jerk it and go out, I always tell when somebody finishes by looking at the ash. <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is type in Gloria Checkout, that's G-L-O-R-Y, and you'll get all of that free stuff 50% off any item and free shipping. So we are joined to break up, Tom, to break up this, this smaller thing just for a few minutes to talk about an amazing charity with the Waiting for Wrath guys, Jim and Aaron, coming on to talk to us about the AIDS charity that we helped promote last year. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Welcome. Guys, real quick, this is not pro-AIDS though, right? This is this is con you guys land on the con side of AIDS. I mean, whatever. We're, we're pro people with AIDS. I mean, it depends on what you're willing to pay us for. Right? <laughs> like, we had a, a good uh, good event last year. We had some support from some of your listeners and and uh, some ongoing support. We love that. It's Wyoming AIDS Assistance is the is the 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, and we, we run Laramie Drag Queen Bingo uh, every year as a fundraiser. And we raise money for people living with HIV and AIDS in the state of Wyoming, and we pay for the stuff that uh, insurance and assistance programs don't always pay for. So co-pays or uh, rent, uh, travel expenses to get to treatment, uh, all the stuff that you may not be able to get covered but can really screw your life over if you can't afford it. You know what I, I love is that we're, we're in a country where it's like, we need a charity to cover the part of your medical care that your insurance, which is supposed to cover your medical care, doesn't cover. doesn't even cover. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. like that's what a copay is. It's like, all right, so it costs a thousand dollars, then you have insurance, and then you still owe this other balance. And you're just yeah. like what the fucking what is happening with this system? Well, we didn't pay anything, so you met your deductible of five thousand dollars either. Like yeah. We shouldn't need charities that do this. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. I, I just want to live in a world where we just, where you can put all the money to like hot Cheetos. Yeah. I will say, we talked about it a week ago where we talked about like charity. The fact that we have to have charity just means that, you know, the government fucked up enough. Yeah. You know, we, we chip in for all this stuff as we go along, but the government fucked up enough where people are getting left behind. They're behind, they're in the margins and they're getting left behind. And it's it's great that charities exist, and it's great that we can help charities. Yeah. 
But the fact that this these sort of people fall through the cracks is an absolute travesty in a country that's supposed to have some of the best "Quote unquote best medical outcomes in the world." Well, I, I, I'm sure that uh, you know everything is going to get better real soon because I keep hearing from the Cheeto in chief that uh, he's going to have us the very bestest of all healthcare yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, after <laughs> after we reelect him, I like that he, he kicked that can down yeah. the road. Like, I'll tell you my secret healthcare plan after yeah. I get reelected. <laughs> His, his his reveal for the healthcare was my favorite too. And he's like, nobody knew that healthcare was this hard. <laughs> like, everybody knew healthcare was that hard, you fool. Like literally anybody that's ever paid a hospital. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, that's why it, that's why it took Congress and the government so fucking long to get uh the Affordable Care Act in place in the first place. Is <laughs> because this shit is not necessarily easy, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I love the assumption that Obama was just like lazy about it. Like, ah, <laughs> right. oh, turns out it's hard. I'm not reading the whole pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. What are you kids? <laughs> a trifold. <laughs> Front and back. They didn't yeah. even double space. Uh, so you, you guys, is AIDS expensive? Because I thought it was free. Like, I thought you got that for free. <laughs> so why do we, what are some of the associated costs? I mean, we're joking about the, the uh, copay piece. And then, like, what what are the other things that, that that goes to paying for? Like, what 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 does that money go? Do you do you pay the bills? Do you give it to the people to pay their own bills? How does it work? We we pay the bills directly. Uh, they have to be working with a caseworker in the state of Wyoming, uh, and and the caseworker is the one who puts in the request on their behalf, and then we pay directly to whoever uh, we need to pay. And so we've we've paid for all kinds of stuff in the past. Uh, one year, we paid for a bunch of water filtration systems for folks living in rural areas here. And in Wyoming, that's a lot of people. Yeah, clean water, it's hard to come by out here. So it doesn't We've, go right oh. to the individual who's got it. So you can't get rich by getting AIDS in Wyoming. I think that's what we're <laughs> that's, saying. That's correct. <laughs> so that's not a good plan, guys. <laughs> yeah. We also have some caps on how much a person can receive in a given year. Um, it's not a hard cap, so if somebody's got an extenuating circumstance, they can always plead their case, and and we'll consider it. But uh, for for the most part, uh, it uh, if if we were to pay a hundred uh, three hundred dollars to every person in the state of Wyoming who is on the on the list as having uh, as being HIV positive or having AIDS, uh, it would cost us one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. God damn! Wow. Does everybody in Wyoming have AIDS? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just did the math in my head. That's that's the whole population of Wyoming, and that's a few animals too. I think <laughs> there's still that much need in yeah. a state where there's, you know, a handful of people by by comparison by comparison to, to other other to, states to, to states yeah. that people want to live in. Yeah, so the people like right. the people like where they live. That's a, yeah. that's an amazing amount yeah. of unmet need. What did you guys earn last year to help people out? Uh, at Bingo, we raised $28,000 oh in one night. And then that one asshole got Bingo and yeah. then lost $27,500. <laughs> Nobody thought he was going to get Bingo. He had a blackout ticket. <laughs> I shouldn't have given that free space. Free space fucked us. <laughs> no, we uh, we give out prizes for, for Bingo here versus uh, money. That way we don't run afoul of gaming yeah. regulations in the state. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've also had to, in, in the last two years, we've also had to start lobbying the state legislature to point out to them that we're not making money and that they need to be very careful about the bingo bill they keep trying to pass. 
Mm. No uh, shit. What the fuck? There's a bingo bill? Do you guys get like visited by Native Americans being like, that's an awful nice bingo you got there. Be ashamed <laughs> if something were to happen to it. No, it's it's more often that uh, <laughs> we end up having conversations with the Catholics. Oh, really? that's right. Because, yeah, because church bingos are huge. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, at least they used to be. Are they was, trying to yeah. shut you down? Are they like <laughs> nuns like, like kicking nun? over your bingo tables? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, man. No, just legislators. They're they're trying to take out the nuns and us. One of you has to dress like a nun, right? Well, I don't know about a nun, but there is rumor that this year um, the notorious RBG is going to make an appearance. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Our, our, oh, theme this the year, our theme this year is heroes and villains. So, you know, lots of, we expect lots of spandex, uh, a few Disney characters uh, and uh, RBG is absolutely a hero. So as you might imagine, drag queens are going to do what drag queens do with that. And her judge's <laughs> robe is going to have all of the sequins and jewels. Oh yeah. Uh, that's, Absolutely stunning. My, my drag sister Temple Ceiling. <laughs> my drag sister Temple Ceiling has been running a, a bedazzler for weeks now. So yeah. where can we send you a giant novelty size check for five hundred dollars from from Glory Hole Studios? Because we want to do that. We want to help out the like that's everybody in Wyoming gets two dollars. Right? Yeah. If we do that, that's. Get a bag of hot Cheetos. <laughs> Return to your seat and you get hot Cheetos and you get hot Cheetos. The easiest place to donate is uh, yoaids.org, W-Y-O-AIDS.org. Uh, you can go on there and there's there's uh, donation pages. You can set up recurring donations. Uh, if you want to give like $500 a month, that's also an option. Yeah, just, you know. Five hundred dollars for sending you. <laughs> so one time payment of five hundred dollars is what we agreed on. And, and we love those one time payments of five hundred dollars or five dollars. We don't care. I am willing to to prostitute myself out uh and uh, for a good cause. I'm I'm a whore for I'll cash. keep my five hundred dollars. I'll keep my five hundred dollars. <laughs> Fine. If you don't give me the five hundred dollars, then I'll come at you. Good strong arm. How'd you guys get started with this charity? Uh, well, back in the year 2000, uh, there there had been no AIDS walk, no real AIDS uh, charities or anything in the state of Wyoming. There'd been a couple of real small ones here and there in local communities, but nothing with a statewide reach or impact um, in the same way. And so uh, a group of students at the University of Wyoming, our only four-year institution, and decided to hold the first ever Wyoming AIDS walk to raise money. Uh, and we had a, a local charity, one of the small ones that had been kind of defunct for years, but still had their status, Albany County AIDS Project. And so we used that to raise the money, and then we gave it to another statewide organization to distribute. And over the years, uh, the different statewide organizations folded up. And so we created a, our own 501c3, and uh, we're now distributing it ourselves. Um, we work with the state of Wyoming and their HIV program. Uh, so that we're meeting HIPAA requirements and all that for any of the submissions. Uh, there's there's a lot more hoops to jump through and a lot more yeah. red tape than people might think. But uh, we're a very small group. There's uh, about five of us, uh, six of us who are connected to Wyoming AIDS assistance on the regular. And, and we're the board and the drag queens and the, the event planners and the fundraisers and you name it. We we do it all. I think it's I think it's amazing with, with you know, all jokes about the the size issue which i'm sorry guys aside you know like 
that you guys are able to raise twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I think that's that's damn impressive. That is absolutely impressive. We we've had a lot of of really amazing support over the years, and and we have a lot of folks who keep coming back, and we have a lot of newbies every year, or as we like to call them, the virgins. <laughs> <laughs> What's the average size of a gift that that you guys give out to 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 a needy recipient? Average the average is uh between two hundred and three hundred dollars at a time usually. Um, three to 500 is about the range of, of kind of our maximum that, that we've, we've posted. We, we raised that after the last couple of years, we have raised it up to 500. It used to be three. Um, but anything above 500, we, we would still consider given the right circumstances, but most things range, uh, you know, kind of around two to three. We do have some that, that are four or 500 that, that somebody's needing, you know, some help with, with rent or, uh, a deposit for a new place, uh, some dental work. Um, we've we've helped cover some funeral expenses before when someone has lost a, a family member who's also HIV positive. Um, you know, we've we've helped cover all sorts of of different things. It it we we don't set any rules as to uh, you can't apply, uh, but we only do stuff that has a direct impact on their quality of care or. or um, you know, something that, that is likely to, to affect their health if they don't have it. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm continuously not surprised. Um, that'd be the wrong word, but I'm continuously amazed and humbled by how, how frequently a relatively small amount of money is the deciding factor for people yeah, between right. being okay and struggling so hard. In the grand scheme of things, you know, nobody get excited about a $200 lottery ticket. You know, oh, the jackpot at $200, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, it's not, but it makes such a big difference. Yeah. There's so, so, so many people that are living on that verge, on that edge, where just a handful of $100 makes all the difference, Yeah. you know, in, in their lives. And it's one of those opportunities I think we have, like when we think about giving, you know, and, and you think like, what kind of a difference is this going to make? How much impact will this be? And it's like, it's a, it's a goddamn huge impact. Yeah. It's a massive, yeah. you know, altering impact for some people. To, so for you guys to raise $28,000 and the average gift being a couple of hundred dollars a pop, you know, you're, that's, that's a huge impact on the lives of scores of people. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's just awesome. I, I, I think that's why, it, it, for me, it's always more important and more useful to, you, you can do more good by finding smaller local organizations and donating your time and money and effort to those versus sometimes some of the national organizations for any cause yeah. where, you know, a $500 donation in a, to a national org is a, a tiny drop in the bucket for us that could fund one to two, maybe even three requests um, from, from people here in the state. So it, it goes so much further. And, and because we're, we are small, it's all volunteer None of us get paid yeah. uh, a, a cent for this. You, know, you, you mentioned the local and you mentioned dinner. Um, one of the things that I like to mention when we talk about this uh, with YOAIDS in Wyoming is the unique challenge that some rural people have. You know, you can live a three hour highway drive from your care provider. So the cost of a dinner will also fill a gas tank that could be the difference between somebody going to see their doctor or not. Wow. Um, God damn. And, and here's where I drop another fact on you that will blow people's minds. In the entire state of Wyoming, we have a total of three doctors yeah. who are primary HIV caregivers. Three. 
If he would have so, just so, stopped at three doctors, I would have believed him. I was going to stop at three doctors. He's going to be like, holy shit. I was like, okay. You know, yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, we don't even yeah. have a dentist. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what the vet's for. He's, he's coming in on the stagecoach next summer. <laughs> Well, they have to have at least three doctors because all those people that are going to die from dysentery on the Oregon Trail. Right. <laughs> so they need as many as they can get. Bobby has cholera. Wagon <laughs> <laughs> sort of across. We and we have we have some folks that depending on where you live, because Wyoming, as we've discussed, is a large state and a square state. Um, but there's also not a whole lot in between places. So depending on where you I would live, argue there's not a whole lot. In the places. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know, so sometimes our folks actually have to drive out of state to get their care. They have to cross the state line to, down to Denver or over wow. to Salt Lake City, wow. to Billings, Montana, or Boise, Idaho, Jesus. Rapid City, South Dakota. So we have we have a fair number of folks who have to travel just to see their their doctor on the regular. So when's the big night? Uh, the big night for bingo this year is Saturday, April 27th. Coming up just around the corner, so we're uh, we're in high gear. I've started shaving things already. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's that's oh. like a process that's going to take time, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I got a lot of work to do, guys. This is not the work of an I got those guys from Axe Men the out there. <laughs> <laughs> they got their saws and stuff. <laughs> no, that's me. I would I would definitely need those guys to do any kind of manscaping. I'm going to need a drum of Nair. That's what I'll take. Is just, <laughs> just dip me in like oh, the RoboCop caution. <laughs> caution. I, I, I made the mistake one year of trying Nair for Men <gasps> on my back. Ooh. Um, it did not end well. Fortunately, I did a test run several weeks before bingo, so the scabs had healed oh, by the time Christ. bingo came around. I used to <laughs> shave my head like like to the skin, bald, and I was like, "Guys, a pain in the ass it grows back so fast." So I was like, "I'm gonna nair it," and so oh no, I I, I washed, I shaved it, and then like while the pores were ah, open, I nared ah, it ah. to try to like oh. kill. And I, you know, it worked in the sense that like I burned myself terribly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, yep, that'll that'll happen. Wait, I'm confused. I thought Nair was for your balls. I would never in a million years put Nair anywhere near my jaw. <laughs> oh, God, that no. for special scaping? I thought that's what that was marketed for. No, no, that was for the ladies' legs. Mm. I thought it was in, legs. In fact, you guys have saved me a lot of trouble. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we wish you guys luck on your on this uh, drag queen bingo. We hope that uh, this five hundred dollars uh, goes to uh, to a nice seed, so that some of our listeners will get in on on the fun. We'll put a link in this week's show notes so that people can come in and donate from afar. And we hope you guys beat your goal from last year and exceed. You know, 30, 40, 50. I mean, Jesus, if David Smalley can do it, you guys can do it. Well, if anybody is listening and can make it to Laramie, uh, we'll be happy to buy you a beer and come and come and hang out and see a good show. Well, good luck on this. And and uh, and we will put a, a link in this week's show notes. So hopefully people will fill your coffers for Drag Queen Bingo. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And thanks for the donation. It means so much. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our most recent patrons. Rain Panspermia owes Earth back support. Like that. Eric, Aaron, Strategic Procrastination, and I've Got Nothing Clever, Just Take My Money. 
I love that guy. I like that guy. Or gal. They, yeah. you're, you're pretty awesome. Thank you so much, patrons. Uh, you're the reason Glory Hole Studios exist. Uh, we just did on Thursday night, uh, we did a live stream. Uh, we haven't actually recorded it yet, but we know we are doing it in a few minutes. So we know for sure that we are going to do one. Um, so you can check it out on YouTube uh, or any of the places that you, get, you uh, watch video, but you can see the live stream that we did um, the other night. And, uh, and, you know, we're not going to cover your emails this week because we, you know, we had so much to read uh, this week. But we do want to thank um, the Waiting for Wrath podcast, Aaron and Jim, for coming on. Uh, they came on. Please donate to, uh, to the people in Wyoming uh, who need help. Uh, they have AIDS and they need help. So there's a, there's a link on this week's show notes and you can donate um, and, and help these people who, who definitely need it. And I, I just wanted to uh, thank our patrons again because the reason that Cecil and I are able to do things like donate to the Waiting for Wrath uh, AIDS donation is because of you guys. Yeah. We couldn't do this if we didn't have our patrons. Absolutely. So much of what we are able to do is because of you guys, the patrons. So although it sounds like it's us, it's really you guys that's, that, that are that are yeah. making the difference. Yeah, you're the one who made it's the donation. Not, it's, yeah. it's not us. So I'm just really grateful to be in a position where we can do that. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you to all those who are patrons for the show for that reason. Yeah, too. absolutely. And if you want to check out the charity, you can go to this week's show notes. Um, we will cover your email next week. There was a correction. I was snoped last week. I want to get to. Are I will you? definitely. Um, the uh, the masturbating Pompeii guy is a snope thing. I totally oh. thought it was real because I saw a photo and I'm an idiot. But I will definitely get to that next week. I promise. There's a couple other things we want to talk about from the email. Please send your email. Um, continue to send your email. We will cover two weeks worth of email next week. Um, but right now, we're going to leave you, like we always do, with the Mueller report. <laughs> <laughs> and the skeptic screen. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.